Savage Mind Podcast. We are in April of 2022. How the fuck are y'all doing, man? Wherever you're living at, if you're in Texas. I, you know, I don't want to get on here and talk about the weather every time, but I'm such an outdoor person. And I love the outdoors and warm weather so much. I just fucking get excited about it. I feel like other people should get excited about it. I planned on doing one, uh, I believe, like the first couple of days in April. I got a little bit behind. My apologies and no excuses. I'm still within my parameters and window of my goals. I just want to do more, not less. See, the thing about people who are disciplined, the people who have a good work ethic, the people who have a purpose, it's not with your employer. With what we're creating and what we're doing in life. When you are fucking not motivated but driven, we always feel like we don't do enough. It doesn't matter what it is. And people that often have entitlement, it, it, it doesn't even mean you have to have a lot of money or privileges to do so. They think that things should just work out for them. And they think that they're doing enough work. This is often called lazy people as well. They always feel like they should be getting back more than they put in. For people like myself, we I, I know myself, we, I always feel like no matter what I'm doing, it's not enough. And that's in every aspect of my life. My training, my family, my, my health, mental and physical. Um, I try not to put money in there. I try to really put finances and things like that because that's this is different, man. I, I just said this a while back, and this is not the podcast for that. But uh, it's cool to be in the pursuit of money and material things in this life, in the society we live in and we've created, even if it means stepping on someone's back, even if uh, you fuck people over, even if you're a greedy motherfucker. It's, it's encouraged to do those things, you know, and... Uh, we look up to those people. We call them fucking ballers. We call them badasses. We call them shrewd business people. You know, and before we give... It, that's what we identify in movies and series and things like that. But in real life, we don't like these motherfuckers. And we talk about them, especially if those people are doing that to us. So I try not to put money on the forefront. It's important. But I just tried to talk with my family a while back when I was really dialing in and wanted them to understand how driven I am and how relentless I am about my purpose and my mission. And I told them, you know what? I'm in my late forties and I've been fucking worrying about money my whole fucking life. Not the not the pursuit of wealth or material things. But at some point somewhere, even as a young teenager, with my my mom and I left home real early watching her struggle, me starting a young family transitioning and starting a whole new life, having more of it and not worried about bills at one point and, and, and living at, at my job years ago to not doing that now and, and, and sometimes coming up short and having a lot of savings, having little savings, I mean, all over the board and having a point where I felt real comfortable and responsible and confident about things and other times that I didn't, that I looked at how I had invested my money, things I had invested in, and was watching it grow and flourish, and then 
years of hard work and saving and and investing and watching different things happen and watch it just go away and it seemed like a snap of the fingers. I told them on our deathbed or at the end of our life, we're not going to fucking worry about money. It matters while we're here. And I'm not going to fucking spend the rest of my life for whatever I have left in the pursuit of it and warrant letting this shit worry me to death and drive me to an even earlier grave for what that it already has. And I when I when I broke it down, I said a bunch of other shits, and I think that they really got that. I said, I'm not going to... Money comes and goes. There's going to be more. There's going to be less. Maybe not for some people. And if you, if you consider that a blessing, then good for you. No, but not hating on that. That's just not my goal. Most people in their pursuit of money or material things, we're in the pursuit of helping people, our purpose, and to make a fucking difference. We are not the same. If the money lines up with that eventually, that would be the goal. But we did not. Pers- I did not pursue this and go on this mission with the the idea or the goal of money and a monetary gain. And it's for freedom. It's to make a difference. It's to make an impact on this life and to leave a legacy while I'm here. But I'm not going to fight this battle for the rest of my fucking life. If there's a choice between money and time, I pick my time. One, we cannot get back. We cannot bargain for no more. We cannot do anything. There can always be some more money bargained for. Maybe more, maybe less, maybe not what we think we deserve, may not be what we like, but it's just an exchange. That's all it is. So, I love outdoor, everything outdoors that I can do, you know. And uh, here in Texas, (laughs) we had a tornado, not touched down where I live, but we were under a tornado watch last night, seek shelter. And we're at 92 degrees to date. <laughs> That's how quick it fucking changes, man. It's fucking annoying as fuck sometimes. It is. <clears throat> Overall, we get about five or six solid months of pretty good heat. We're able to do things. and But um, I meant to do one April 1st or April 2nd, I believe. And uh, I didn't want to do no April's full shit. I mean, people are fake enough every fucking day. I mean... I think that there's plenty of that to go around to last a lifetime. We don't need fucking jokes and all that shit. And some people like, I let, you know, I, I might joke around with my grandkids or they joke around with me, stuff like that, kid shit. That's funny, but hell. I think the April Fool's joke in this life is when somebody's fucking real. Like they can't fucking believe it. So... I'm a little bit behind. Everything is always a priority. Now that my training has changed, I haven't dived deep into that in these podcasts as well. People that are really close to me in real life understand what I'm training for. They understand my mission. And the whole scope of everything is changing. I mean, it's what I'm taking on from the last couple of months to the next two to three years is something I couldn't even fathom myself. But I don't want to dive in. I want to, I want that to be a whole separate podcast. And um, I would say I never procrastinate. I get sidetracked. I have everybody thinks their responsibilities are more important than the next. I get it. People always say I got some shit going on. I'm going through some shit, and that doesn't mean that it's not important to them. I just think a lot of people. What what I experience and what I realize is a lot of people that say that it's small town. It's it's small time shit. And the reason they think it's big shit to them is because they're not used to adversity or they can't handle shit. So oftentimes, I'm not very understanding or sympathetic to it. It depends on what it is. And that pisses people off. 
I'm very deliberate. I'm very specific. And I'll say this before I dive into this podcast. I get asked this a lot by people I've known and acquaintance over the years. People that I might have known for 30 or over 30 years that we haven't really been around each other since we've been adults. You cut anybody any slack? No, I don't. Children at a certain age, old people to a certain extent, the mentally and physically challenged are disabled 100%. Other than that, or you're a terminal illness or just going through a sickness, things like that. You know what I mean, folks. I'm talking about day-to-day life. Nobody cut me no fucking slack. I ain't cutting none of you motherfuckers no slack either. People were relentless in not cutting me a break, not letting me off the hook, not coming to my rescue, not fucking doing anything for me, even when I tried to work with them. So I don't have no fucking sympathy for very many people either. That's just the way it is. You want me to say that. You won't. I think some people would like this not to even be Savage Mind Podcast. But that ain't fucking happening. And we'll talk more about that later of why they think that. I think the ones that know me know what I mean and my position on that. They want to see me be more passive. They want to see me be more submissive. They want to see me on my knees more. They want to see me be weak more. Because then it's relatable. And that ain't going to fucking happen. I do it on my own. I deal with it. I talk about the pain and all the things I go through. But you know what? You motherfuckers, nobody's ever, with the exception of few people in this life, very few, and one of them's in this house, had no compassion or sympathy for me. So I ain't got none for you motherfuckers either. I have empathy, which is understanding. Unless you're one of the things I listed, mentally or physically handicapped or challenged, don't understand. Children, old people with health problems, People going through fucking health crisis. That's fucking tragic. It's terrible. You don't understand. People like me actually fucking care more. But coming from the perspective that y'all are offended and that you get your feelings hurt by everything, that's that's the way you take accountability. That's the way you count. That's the way you take in consideration the truth. Anything that you don't want to hear is fucking negative. And anything you want to hear is positive. And the shit that you want to hear could be fucking terrible for you. And those people could be toxic and terrible for you. But you don't see that. It's kind of like, do you expect when you put a selfie or something on Facebook, everybody's going to tell you you're beautiful? You don't expect someone to attack you and call you names. They shouldn't do that. But are you expecting only the positive and what you want to hear? See, that's what we do. I see it all the time, especially among women. Not stereotyping, it's just the truth. If it's not what they want to hear, they call it bad vibes or negative. They particularly do this when they get ready to go back to a toxic relationship. Is this hit a chord with y'all? Not picking on women, it's just more common for women. And men know that shit and they take advantage of it. If you're not okay with whatever they do, they got a problem with you. And this is how they delete, this is how they block. It happens to me weekly, sometimes fucking daily. You don't have to call nobody out. You can have a conversation with them privately. Most of the time, I do it just with my post and my content. It weeds people out pretty quick. So I don't know if I have enough time to do this. I always say that. (laughs) I can allow the time, but I know how long I can go. Yes, I have the wind. I have the stamina for it in more than one area. So I don't keep up with too much celebrity shit or athletes. 
Anyone that follows me on here or knows me in real life, especially both, if you know both, I really don't. I'm not, it's not saying that I do not watch any of it. I don't keep up. I don't, I don't go out of my way to keep up with anything. I probably watch the news for the weather in the morning, traffic, shit like that. Whatever is on there at the time, that's local, local news. Um, There'll be some shit that come on sometime that comes on that I'll try to, you know, you know, I really like to watch that or what's going on with them. A celebrity or a musician that I, I really like passes away. Like for me, anyone that knows me knows I love the Foo Fighters. I liked Nirvana, love the Foo Fighters. For anyone that don't know who that is, I would think that everybody knows who the Foo Fighters is. Different genres of music. Dave Grohl's a lead singer. Dave Grohl's a badass drummer, one of the best drummers in the world. He used to be the drummer for Nirvana. Then he's a lead singer of uh, the Foo Fighters. And Taylor Hawkins just passed away. He was the drummer of the Foo Fighters. And, you know, it's one of those things. just like Chris Cornell or Chester Bennington or Prince or Michael Jackson. That hits us hard, man. It does. We never met these people. Chances are we're never going to meet these people. Their music and the things they do strike strike a chord with us. It re- resonates to something in our life. And that was really, really true for me when Chris Cornell passed away. And uh, so I, I just don't keep up with things like that. I, it's, I got too much... I got too much living to do than worry about what fucking pro athletes or celebrities celebrities are doing. Much less even other people I fucking know. A lot of people think by the way I post and how deliberate I am and how fucking truthful I am, how fucking savage I am, how fucking specific I am, and how they think I sit around and analyze this shit. I need y'all to understand this ain't bragging. It's easy for me because y'all provide so much fucking content. Y'all give us so much ammunition. And when you read and you self-educate yourself and then you put it with your own experience, it fucking ain't hard to fucking filter out, man. You can do. I can do the math fucking quick. There's nothing y'all can really get by me. Even if I haven't addressed it, doesn't mean I'm not going to. It's just easy to detect. People are fucking predictable. So, I I was hesitant on doing a podcast about this, but this is what I was getting at. Sometimes we're supposed to watch something or be somewhere or doing something at a certain time. I can't tell you how many Oscars I've watched in my life. And yes, we're about to talk the Will, about the Will Smith, Jada Pinkett, pick, uh, Jada Smith, uh, Pinkett, uh, Will and his wife, and uh, Chris Rock situation. Because I want to be clear about this before I go any further. It's not about that. And I'm going to dive into that, a personal experience and what it's really about. Anyone that follows me on social media knows I posted about it. But I didn't get it off the way I wanted to. On Facebook, I broke it down very deliberately. And I don't have that in front of me, so I can't read it. Anybody that wants to hear it that is not on my Facebook that would like to reach out to me, I'll be more than happy to do that. Because uh, I even had some people that I admire and respect said, very well said. I wish I had it in front of me. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. I can go back and refer to it later, but I can't do it while I'm recording a podcast. So... I'm more likely to watch music awards, but I love, I love, we, we, you know, I think we started feeling different about musicians and actors and actresses when, when they started getting involved in the political game. Some people think that 
because they have a platform and they have the power and the position they do that they should get involved. Other people think they should shut their fucking mouth. I have different views on all of that, and I'm not going to dive into that today. But I think what it started doing was it started distorting and persuading our influence of how we viewed somebody that we might have liked a musician or an actor or actress our entire life. And I know it did. It, it has me. And it shouldn't. Like, I like them for what they do. That's their craft. They're good at it. I don't care what their sexual preference is. I don't care what their race is. I don't care what their political stance is. Don't give a fuck. I was better off when I was younger not knowing before we had a front row seat to all of this shit with technology and social media. I think some people my age probably would agree with that. I really didn't care too much about watching the Oscars. But I heard that it was the 50th anniversary of The Godfather. So I wanted to watch it. De Niro and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Pacino are two of my favorite actors. When those guys are not here no more, I mean, wow, what a blow is that going to be? And those guys are in their 70s. You understand the magnitude of impact they've had on our culture. Since we were kids, long some 50 years was before I was born. So not long before I was born, but it was before I was born, so before we even came along. And each generation has those people. So, me and Mama Sita sitting there watching it. You know, we have teenagers. Both of them work. Good, good girls. Thankful for, thankful for our children, and and that they're not difficult because of what other things we have been through in life. Put it on there. I really didn't care. A lot of it's, you know, but some of that stuff that's. Nothing to us is big, very important to those people. Sometimes you got to watch four or five different things and segments to get to the one you want You want to watch because you don't know when it's coming on. I don't know when it's coming on because I'm going to go check that shit. There might be a fucking app for that now. Who fuck knows? And um, she was telling me, hey, they're going to have the 50th anniversary of The Godfather. And I was like, I wanted to see Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. I want to see them talk. Francis Ford Coppola, the producer, the director. I want to see how it went. Well, she, I, you can't, we, we couldn't pause it for, for our setup because we are not. We don't just sit around and fucking watch TV all the time. We watch our series. You know, I watch a little football. We get on a good binge every now and then, especially if it's cold months and we're stuck in the house. But I don't watch any TV till the evening, if I even watch it at all. Sometimes it might be for an hour or not, if that, unless it's something we really, we, I, I have no problem saying people think that I don't watch TV at all. I do watch TV, but it's after my responsibilities, my obligations, my training and everything else I have done. It should be the last thing I do every day. I don't watch daytime TV at all unless I'm in the house. It's fucking bad weather. It's raining. It's cold. I can't get outside. I'm fucking sick. Or I'm just really fucking exhausted. Like, a lot of times when I get done with a race or a challenge or we've been on vacation, I will just do that. But that's very fucking rare. Again, you hear me talk a lot about what we do 80 to 90% of the time uh, as opposed to what we want people to believe we do 80, 90% of the time. And and in reality, we actually do it 10 to 20% of the time. That's what I do 10 to 20% of the time. All the things you see on social media or if you know me in real life is how I live my life 80 90% of the time. That's fucking facts. And it has been for a long time. I'm just more deliberate and specific about it now. So this really hit a chord with me. <clears throat> I told her to hurry up. She's going to go pick one of the girls up from work. I'm sitting in the recliner. And 
I was actually going to turn it till she got back <laughs> and watch something else and turn it when she got back, you know, from picking up one of the children from work. And Chris Rock came out, and I like Chris Rock. He's fucking funny. He's hilarious. He doesn't give a fuck. That's what comedians do. This, what I'm about to say, is not for y'all. If you want to take sides or you want to criticize or you got something to say, then fucking go at it. If, as always, y'all spend too much time fucking explaining, you spend too much time apologizing, you spend too much time trying to fucking campaign for your position. That's not what I do. That's what I did before I'm where I'm at now. I don't do that shit no more. I said what the fuck I said. If I feel like I need to apologize, I will. But no one's going to summons me, make me, or persuade me to do so if I don't feel like I need to do so. And that is another thing that pisses people off about me. And people like me. Is we're not willing to do it. You want to see us compromise. You want us to see us give us a fake apology. You want to see us agree with you. Even if you know it's not sincere. Y'all are okay with that shit. I'm not okay with that. I'm o- I'm very much okay and accept honest conflict that we don't agree. We're not supposed to agree with everybody as opposed to dishonest harmony. And that's what we have rampant in today's society is dishonest harmony. We're being dishonest. We're looking at the people. We're talking to them, whether it be family, friends, co-workers, one or all. We know that it's full we know they're full of shit. We know we're full of shit. We're looking at each other when we say it, we know it's bullshit, and we do it anyway. I'm not willing to do that. I'm and that that's very intimidating to people because you know that you don't got no grip on me. You know that you can't control me. You know that you have no fucking power over me and you know how relentless I am at willing and what lengths I'm willing to go to to get my goddamn point across. So I sat there watching and had a glass of wine, relaxed and felt good. Had a good run that day. I fucking hammered down for about 10 miles. Chris Rock comes out. And anybody that listens to Joe Rogan, if you don't, I encourage you to do so. I like what Joe stands for. I like the the people he has on, the conversations he has, the content and the education and the knowledge I've been able to gain over these years. And I got podcasts from years ago with him that I haven't even caught up with. He's at 1,800 episodes or whatever. I've probably listened to half. It does not matter how old it is. It matters how valuable it is. Kind of like a great song. Some music is timeless. We never get tired of hearing it. And I got other music. I'm like, man, I love that song. They're a great band. I don't. I'm good if I don't hear that song no more. I've heard it too much in my fucking life. Joe has a lot of comedians on because that's how he got started. Talks about this consistently, all the time. Which is, comedians are shrewd. They're rude. They hit below the belt. That's what the fuck they do. Just like going to a comedy show. Don't sit in the fucking front row. Don't go to Dave Chappelle or when Richard Pryor was alive. Eddie Murphy, Andrew Dice Clay, fucking who? Go down the goddamn list, man. I don't even. I can't even go. There's so many fucking comedians. And think, if you can't handle it, don't set up there. There was a time in life that I probably could not set up there. At this time in life, I probably still won't sit in the front row, but I'll sit somewhere in the middle. A little bit different, more educated, more in control of my emotions, more in control of my mind, and that means I have more control of my life. If you cannot control your emotions and your mind, you don't have control over your life. Just to let y'all know that. So I, she wasn't gone five minutes 
And I seen Chris Rock come out and give the G.I. Jane joke. I thought it wasn't shit, honestly. Again, not saying it matters what I think. I watched it on live. T- I didn't see it after. I watched it happen. Will Smith laughed. And then when he got up and Chris Rock said, oh shit, here comes Richard, as referring to Richard Williams, which is what he just played King Richard and Serena and Venus Williams' dad. I still have not seen it. Maybe now I don't watch it because it makes me think a little bit different about Will Smith. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Uh, And I said that that wouldn't happen, but it it really pissed me off. Uh, It made me think it was staged. I really thought that, and I want to get, this podcast isn't about this. And it's not about the slap. It's not about the, whatever you think the disrespect to his wife is. I want to talk about the internal problems and people that's lived this will know this. I'll get to it in a second. Then I see them bleeping out and trying to put the hesitation and pause in there with what Will Smith was saying, which is get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And I was looking at the people around him and how they were looking. And I knew that it was real then. But I just thought, this motherfucker just didn't slap this motherfucker on live TV. Are you fucking serious right now? And uh, and he took it. I know we can't go all the way down this rabbit hole today. I text Mama Sita and was like, hey, get your ass home. I mean, like, hurry the fuck up. They came home. I mean, she came, yeah, she came. They all came home because she was picking up both. Of, I believe both of the girls from work. They don't very much sit in the living room and watch TV with us unless it's a movie that we all want to watch. Different time, different era, you know. And they're, they're good kids, but they just don't, you know. And um, they're they're watching because they kept. They didn't really get what I was telling them. I said, "No, this shit just happened." And I said, "I'm wondering, is it staged? It's got to be staged." I said, "But I, I don't. I really don't. I really don't think it is." And then you see P Diddy come up there. And he's the one doing the announcement after that for, uh, I think it was, no, I think it was, I can't remember which order it was, the Roots guy who's Jimmy Fallon's band, and he was getting an award for his, uh, the documentary he did, I think, A Summer of Soul or something like that. Excuse me, if, forgive me if I said that wrong. And I, I don't watch fucking Kimmel. I don't watch a lot of those guys. I don't watch Stephen Colbert. If Occasionally, if I watch late night TV, I'll watch Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Fallon, excuse me, not fucking Kimmel, fuck him. And uh, the the band, the Roots, are a fucking good band. I was hearing that guy's story because he was on a talk show a while back on like Good Morning America. One of them some months back. Again, I can't remember the specific date or when it was. And he was talking about how important that was to him. It was a relation to his parents. Again, I'm talking about Jimmy Fallon's band, the guy that uh, that did the documentary. The band, The Roots, he's fucking great musician. That totally took away from that. That totally took away from... Everyone was focused on the fucking slap and what happened and Will Smith cussing fucking Chris Rock out. No, this guy... Man, I hope he does, man. In my heart, I hope he does. This man, this guy never thought he'd get that award. He never thought he'd be sitting at the fucking Oscars. And it may not ever happen again. This motherfucker's... What Will Smith did stole his fucking thunder. That's what he did. They made it about that. 
And then, you know, P. Diddy comes on there. You can tell that a lot of people are trying to, like, trying to defuse the situation. I feel like P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, whatever whatever y'all call him, whatever area you're from. I feel like he was trying to be cool as shit as he could about the situation. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Francis Ford Coppola comes out. I really expected De Niro or Pacino to say something. I was looking forward to that. From what I remember, I was still blown away that I'd just seen what i just seen. And what's fucking crazy is all the shit that I've seen growing up and in my personal life. That ain't shit, but it's just who they are and on that stage and the magnitude of it. I said, I can't believe I'm witnessing this shit. I mean, I'll, you'll remember this forever, man. And I'm not a, as I've said over and over, anybody that knows me, I'm not big on celebrities and athletes, man. But I was like, what, what are they going to do for the 50th anniversary of The Godfather? They're letting P. Diddy present it. They got Pacino and De Niro up there. Oh, I can't wait for this, man. They didn't say shit. I seen the look on Denzel's face, people like that. You know, and I'm like, so I want to touch base on this a little bit. Before I dive too deep into it, man, we can talk about this in another podcast as well. I need y'all to understand, it wasn't about the G.I. Jane joke. I know that people are saying, hey, the look that Jada gave him. Let me tell you this. This is going to be real uncomfortable for some of y'all. What Will Smith got up and did was because they're in a toxic relationship. What he knew was what he was fixing to go through when he got home. No matter how much money. Look, take somebody's money and fame away, and they're still average fucking blood running through their fucking veins, fucking bones, fucking skeletal people. Without that, he knew he was going to catch hell when he got home if he didn't get up and do something. Because he thought it was fucking funny, too. Here's the truth. They've been pretty vocal and open about their open relationship. I haven't followed all of it. I didn't keep up with it. We know that a while back, she came out and said that she got in an entanglement. I'm doing air quotations. Any of you that judge non-traditional relationships, and that's of any kind, and I need to go back and read my post on this. I need to do a follow-up on this. Sometimes it takes me a month. Sometimes it takes me a year to do a follow-up. Y'all reach out to me and let me know what you want to hear. But traditional people, before you criticize, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna touch base on a few different things here. Before you criticize non-traditional relationships and say that you don't believe in that, which if you say you don't believe in it, it's probably from your upbringing. Which your upbringing probably comes from your parents' religion and the traditional value system. This is not saying everybody, but the truth is, you're not okay with if you knew a couple that is swingers. A couple that has an open relationship. A couple that does threesomes. I know this is really hard to talk about and hard to listen to. Or a couple that lacks nudity. Whatever it is. But you seem... It's like I know quite a few couples that say they're not okay with divorce. But they're okay with affairs. They're okay with cheating. They're okay with splitting up, getting back together. They're okay with mental or physical abuse or both. Or all of those fucking things. But they stay together and they celebrate anniversaries. And this was part of my post. Is that hitting a chord with some of y'all? And this is what people say. Well, we didn't intend to do that. You didn't intend to do it once or twice, but you did it like throughout your fucking marriage or throughout your fucking relationship. I don't care what kind of relationship. If it's man, man, woman, woman, whatever it is. I know people from all walks of life. I know people that are traditional couples 
that you would never think they're fucked up as they are, excuse me, with their religious background, with how they live their life. I know, I know, this is the truth. I know way more of these people that are fucked up. I know some open people that say they have an open relationship. And my belief is, not just giving my opinion, if you have an open relationship, why even be together? But I also know some people who swing and they live a different lifestyle who actually have a fucking great relationship compared to those people. What a lot of traditional people do is they'll say they don't believe in it, that's wrong, they criticize, they judge, they fucking attack it, and they just fucking do it on the down low and fucking do it behind closed doors and they lie. And just be dishonest about it. And then they criticize other people for doing what they do that they agreed to and it's part of their fucking relationship and they don't lie to each other and you motherfuckers do and you're talking about them. Think about that. I've told more than one people I care about. You don't believe in divorce because of whatever and I'm not picking on any specific religion. I know some people that are Catholic don't believe in that. So I went down the list of other things they believe in. They got fucking pissed. And I said, how can you say you don't believe in those things? That's your fucking past. That's your green light to get away with that shit. That's what it is. And we'll dive more into that later. But Will and Jada came out and talked about that. And I think that they did that in light of they knew that this, that the paparazzi and the media was going to find out anyway. I don't keep up with it, like I said. But I watched bit, bits and pieces of it. And knowing people that are in that lifestyle... What it seems like is this. Again, seems. Will getting up and fucking hitting Chris wasn't about that joke. It got to do that he is a fucking damaged man. And they are in a toxic relationship. I want to be clear about that. He knew the hell that he was going to go through when he got home. But that's also his fault too. Because he subscribed or agreed to whatever the arrangement was. And this is the truth. This is getting into it deep. Whatever the arrangement was, he's obviously not okay with that. With that now, if he agreed to an open relationship or a swinging relationship, obviously he is not okay with it now, or it's where she decided to go, and or he's not enjoying himself, and he decided to get jealous later. See, folks, you can't start that shit later in your relationship. A lot. This is why so many of you go outside those parameters and those boundaries of your relationship because you know that you're not satisfied. And because so many people, a lot of us, you get together under different circumstances and later on your taste and your interest and your experience, experiences, you want to experience different things, your taste changes and your, your, your mindset changes. And things you didn't think that you would like, you might possibly want to try. And if you don't have a partner that can adjust and adapt with you, then what you'll do is you'll just go behind their back and you'll lie about it. Will getting up and hitting Chris was about shit that he's already pissed off about. He's already been humiliated. He's a broken man. He's a fucking billionaire, probably. I know he, I don't know, I'm assuming he's a billionaire. I know in 2010 or 2011, he was the biggest actor on the planet. Doesn't mean he is now, but just to his fucking, his resume up till now. He's a broken man because he's with a toxic woman and they're in a toxic relationship and they won't end it. I want to remind people, some years back, I want to say seven years, somewhere around there, 
one of his children they wanted he wanted to emancipate from them he wanted to divorce their his parents can't remember if it was both of them or just will over a movie that went bad over a fucking movie <clears throat> do you understand how delusional that is to real life when you think about how fucked up some parents are and we still forgive them sometimes and he wanted to divorce his parents or his father because a movie he felt like hurt his fucking career. It's been a while. This man has a lot of fucking issues. It was not a... That right there wasn't about what he said to his wife. It was about what he was already pissed about. And he figured he better get up and do something. Because she probably was going to call... Again, assuming. He already feels humiliated. For coming on national fucking TV. The kind of fucking mega star he is. And his wife exposing... That I believe she was sleeping with his fucking son's friend. Now, if you have an open relationship or you swing, then you shouldn't have had to been doing that on the side. But, Will, what he should not have done was he shouldn't have agreed to all of those, all of that criteria if he wasn't okay with it. And if he wasn't okay with it, let me hear, let me be very clear about this. He should, they, he, they should have fucking ended it. And everybody would be in a better place right now. What we do as a society is we identify them as power couples. Everyone from movie stars to athletes to on a smaller scale of people who have reasonably good looks. They don't have to be super good looks, but reasonably good looks. But money kind of makes people look a little bit better. They have the fame. Let's go to movie stars and athletes. Truth is, y'all don't really know that you make them seem like they look better than they actually are because of the way they're able to dress and because the light that we're able to see them in. Does that make sense? Kind of like you could take the same dude, the same chick, and put have her in a fucking badass car, fixed up fucking looking hot, and fucking badass threads, fucking clothes, whatever it is. Put them on a in a certain light, in a certain background, fix up the pictures, whatever it is. I always used to tell my buddies this. You looked at the car first, then you looked at the chick. Take them same fucking people, put them in average ass clothes, average ass house, no money. Do you look at them the same way? Because there's a lot of fucking women I know. It doesn't matter what the fuck you put them in. Beat up ass car, average ass clothes, they're still fucking fine. Few dudes like that. Few. But women can pull it off more. It's just the fucking truth. It's a stereotype, but it's a stereotype for a reason because it's the truth. We need to talk about things that y'all don't want to talk about. We need to fucking keep it. You can't fucking keep it real part of the time and decide that you don't want to the rest of the time. That's not how this shit works. That's not how it works with me. And people that know me that reach out to me privately will tell me I'm so it's got not nothing to do with being right. I fucking hit the nail so much that there's no way you can fucking ignore it. I'm just curious did Will make an agreement that he, he wasn't okay with to keep her. So that's what I'm saying what we do in real life. We agree to things or we compromise. Going back to what I said about why I'm not willing to compromise on certain things. Pretty much fucking anything. Because once you start that, you will continue to do so. They don't want a Hollywood split up. Some people don't want an average ass divorce. 
You're not willing to do that. So what you do is you agree to it, and then when it goes bad, you try to fucking do damage control. That's getting up and slapping Chris, and it had nothing to do with that joke. It had got something to do with that he was a he's a damaged man already. He's fucking not happy. He's not happy with her. Possibly he don't want to see nobody else with her. Look, she's a fucking freak. She likes to fucking go at it. I don't know if he's a freak. She obviously is. He don't have no problem saying that to her. Uh, he, he has a problem with someone saying that to his wife, but he ain't got no problem with someone bending his wife over and banging the shit out of her. This is fucking brutal, but it's the truth. If that was their agreement, then why does he have a problem with it? See, y'all want to connect it to something else. Y'all want to go back to that old school traditional shit. He, a, a man better stand up for his old lady. He better stand up for his wife. You, My man better do me that way. And you, some of you motherfuckers are living the same type of fucking relationships. You fucking know it. Well, you're the man or the woman or both of y'all. You both know that you fucking need to end it and you won't. Those of us who have lived that life, we get that. That had nothing to do with it. I picked up on it immediately. It didn't have shit to do with that. That motherfucker knew what he was facing when he got home. He knew what kind of fight that he was going to battle when he got home. And that dealing with that shit was worth in the fight that he was going to get home. He was going to get when he got home. Because maybe with the cops would have came out there. Then that would have really been all over the news. But the truth is, in reality, you can't do that shit in real life anymore. Not what he did. You can't do that shit. That's not cool. That was a very sign of... And he also did to somebody he thought wasn't going to do anything back. Not saying Chris. Chris is... I don't know neither one of these motherfuckers are celebrities. I'm just saying it doesn't mean he, <clears throat> you should never take that shit, but I think that he was a professional about it. That's what I think. The moral of this podcast is about toxic relationships. And are you living in a toxic relationship? Is the shit you're mad about and you're lash, uh, lashing out at other people is because of what you're living at home and you're pissed at yourself because you put up with it. You're pissed at yourself because you allowed it. I just told someone this the other day, and I say this, this is another, something else I say all the time. I hear a lot, and this is so, I, I'm not picking on women, this is so common with women. I don't want no negativity in my life. I'll delete, I get deleted all the time, mainly by women. Women are, we have more women friends than anything else, but that's also who deletes me more than anything else. And this is why. Women know they're fixing to take that fucking toxic motherfucker back. They let you know they're going to fucking do it. They have all the signs there. They fucking let you uh, let you have little information, bits and pieces at a time, to let you know what they're going to do. And most of you motherfuckers let them buy. That's textbook shit. That's what they do. They're pissed off because they ain't got the guts to follow through with it or they can't stay the fucking course. And motherfuckers are mad at other people who did get out of it. So this is what you do in every aspect of your life. It's negative if it's what you don't want to hear. And it's positive if it is what you want to hear. Even if it's terrible for you. Whether it be the message, what you want to hear, or the person, or all of those things. Remember, negative, you don't agree with me. It's not what I want to hear. Positive, you agree with me. And you understand that some of the people that agree with you are fucking your life up. They are. I have more to say on this. I just wanted to touch base on this. This has been the topic. I talked about it too, and usually I don't do that. Do you hear what I'm saying? The reason I decided I did a post about it, because I didn't want to... 
I feel like people were talking about the assault and the slap. And it was either fuck Will or fuck Chris. And most people were... Def- some pe- Half was defending that he was defending his wife's honor. And the other half was Will was out of line. It seemed like it was... For my Facebook and my other social media platforms, Twitter and, and Instagram, it was like... And I, y'all need to understand. And only people that have lived this and got out of it... Again... Got out of it, kind of like getting clean off drugs, getting out of a toxic relationship, getting out of a job you hate, moving out of your hometown, all these things. You don't get it because you're still in it. That's the truth. Understand that it had nothing to do with the disrespect of his wife or or Chris offending her. It was about what goes on behind closed doors fucking all the time. And what's been going on. And he already been humiliated so much as a man. And he felt like if he didn't do something. He felt like he was even more humiliated. And he felt like a pussy. Doesn't mean he is. Hey. Shit that he done. I can resonate with. I feel I feel for all of them involved. Because the thing is. I feel for him. Then I think. It's it's not that hard. It It's hard to end it. But then it's not. Because I bet. Even at the scale and the success they have, I bet their kids have paid. No matter fucking what. A kid that wants to divorce his fucking parents or his dad over a fucking movie gone bad. A lot of our famous actor and actresses and people in Hollywood have made bad movies. Some of my favorite ones. Everything ain't going to hit. Everything ain't going to be successful. I promise you they have a different story to tell. So if you're in this type of relationship on whatever scale of life you have, you know what you're really pissed off about. You know what you're really mad about. And you know most of the time that you're pissed off at people like myself and other people. We didn't do anything to you. We didn't attack you. We didn't come after you. You're pissed because it's true. You're pissed because the shoe fit. You're pissed because everything that I said or people like myself said fucking nailed you down you know how many people reach out to me privately i just had it last night and i had it fucking th- four nights ago i never would say these people i love these people i'm one of the people a girlfriend of ours i'm one of the people that's in a toxic relationship and i'm miserable and you're one of the people i talk about i just need to get it off my chest i don't know that i'm gonna do anything about it but i need you to know that jason you see y'all don't see that shit man and I'll meet with these people privately. This is why I'm so big about y'all support me privately, but you won't do it publicly. Because you know you ain't going to. This is one life you got, folks. This is fucking one life. You don't fucking. You only live once. You only fucking die once. You live every fucking day. You better fucking do something about it. I'm fucking serious. What he did up there way deeper than what had to do with that joke that joke didn't have shit fucking to do with it and i need y'all to understand that so i'm gonna go for now please as you heard me mention in my last podcast i made a mistake making some adjustments on this podcast and i end up deleting my subscribers my fault calling myself out did it by accident Anyone that was subscribing to my podcast, again, 2 to $10 a month, unless you put more. I would appreciate if you listened that you would go subscribe. There's no excuse why you can't subscribe. 
I'm not twisting your arm. I'm not begging you. But it don't make sense why you cannot. If you believe in what I'm doing, you believe in this message, even if you like hearing it once a month, $2 a fucking week, come on, man. Any of my subscribers, if you have trouble resubscribing, please reach out to me. Anyone who would like to subscribe that's having trouble, please reach out to me. Spotify, Apple Play, Google Play, Anchor. I don't know if I'm on iTunes anymore. The rest of them are. Overcast. These are little uh, podcast communities. Spotify, Apple Play, Google Play. Y'all know all of them. I'm on all those platforms. There's a link at the bottom at any platform you listen from that says Anchor. You go click that link and it's going to prompt you to put your debit card in. Yes, what you do on Amazon all the fucking time. It's going to ask you. They're going to take so much out of your check, uh, your debit card every month. whatever it is. If you want to see me grow, you want to see me successful, you want to see me reach people, you want to see me help people, you want me to go speak to fucking people that need it. Whether they be addicts, whether they be juveniles, whether they be toxic relationships, whatever it is, then you will go do this. May y'all stay humble and live savage.